0: song I have
1: made, my, my tongue is as the pen of a scribe.
0: You are the most handsome of the sons of men, and graciousness is poured out upon your in the cause of truth, meekness, and
1: justice. May your light hand show your
2: Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison.
1: Kyrie eleison.
2: Christe eleison.
1: Christe eleison.
2: Kyrie. Eleison he saw us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who in Christ had been baptized in the River Jordan, and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, In the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
3: reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, in a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. God.
4: To the Lord, you sons of God, give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due His name. Adore the Lord in holy attire. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the Lord over vast waters. The voice of the Lord is mighty. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The God of glory thunders, and in his temple I'll say glory. The Lord is enthroned above the flood. The Lord is enthroned as King forever. reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. You know the word that he sent to the Israelites as he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. What has happened? All over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The word of the Lord.
2: Gospel according to Matthew Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill. All righteousness. Then he allowed him. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Today we are celebrating the baptism of the Lord and the the feast day is a, a kind of a bridge. It bridges Uh, the Christmas season with ordinary time. So usually Christmas ends with the Feast of the Epiphany, but all this week has been associated with the Epiphany. So Monday was Monday after the Epiphany, Tuesday after the Epiphany, all the way up until today, which is the baptism of the Lord. And next week we begin ordinary time. And so this feast day is a bridge between the Christmas and the ordinary time. It's also a bridge in some way between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Between the old exodus, the foreshadowing of the liberation of God's holy people, uh, that exodus from Egypt is bridged uh, with Jesus who came to liberate us from, from, uh, from our sins. And so it's a bridge from the Old Testament into the New Testament. We are in year A, and so we've been listening to Matthew's Gospel. And uh, this account is also uh, Matthew's Gospel. Now, the baptism of Jesus is recorded in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in Matthew's Gospel, he gives us the detail that Jesus... Uh, left Galilee and went to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And uh, this is pretty significant, and I think it's easy for us to gloss over the fact that Jesus traveled quite a distance in order to go to the Jordan River and there to be baptized by John. Also, the fact that John was doing something at the Jordan River. Uh, He could have been baptizing in, in Galilee or somewhere else, but the Jordan River is a very significant place. And unless we understand the the context uh, of what happened at the Jordan River, uh, we might lose some of the insight that we should have as to the importance of what's happening here in our readings at the Jordan River. Uh, So there are things that happen in the Jordan River that maybe we're, we're not familiar with. There are also things about the Jordan River that the the Jewish people never knew about, but when I heard it, I thought it was pretty significant. For example, the Jordan River, it uh, feeds the, the Dead Sea and it is in an area of the Earth known as the Dead Sea Depression. Now what's significant about the Dead Sea Depression is that it is the lowest point on planet Earth that's not underwater. So the lowest point on planet Earth that's not underwater. And Jesus begins his public ministry here with his baptism and the declaration from God, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so he begins in the lowest point on planet Earth. And he takes everything to the highest height of heaven and he redeems everything in between. Uh, And so that's an interesting point about the Jordan River. It's the lowest point on planet Earth. Um, some people may not recognize, but it was at the Jordan River that the Exodus story concludes. So we have the Exodus where Moses brings God's people out of slavery to Egypt. And we, we all should know that story fairly well. Um, Moses went to Pharaoh and let my people go, and he didn't want to, and the plagues came. And finally, Pharaoh says, go ahead, get out of here. And then he changes his mind and he pursues the Israelites and they have to pass through the Red Sea. A very miraculous thing happens. The water divided and the people passed through the water. And when Pharaoh's army went in after them, the sea closed and destroyed Pharaoh's army. Uh, Then the people went on to worship the golden calf. And because of this, they weren't allowed to enter immediately into the promised land. They spent 40 years wandering through the desert wilderness before finally they came to the promised land. And as they came into the promised land, they had to cross the Jordan River. And once they cross over the Jordan River, that is the conclusion of the exodus, All right, so it's at the Jordan River that John the Baptist is there preaching repentance and baptizing people, and so it's very significant. Uh, As the people see that uh, the exodus, they're waiting for the Messiah to return, and a new exodus uh, was to happen. Now, as Christians, we see the new exodus in Jesus's baptism, that he is now leading God's people out of slavery to sin and bringing us through the water not of the Red Sea but the waters of baptism into the promised land and so when Jesus said to John the Baptist you must allow this so that all righteousness can be fulfilled he was speaking about fulfilling what was foreshadowed in the Old Testament in the in the exodus and now the new exodus uh, we all begin that journey with our own baptism. And uh, the heavens are parted. So when when Jesus was baptized, he said the heavens were parted and then the Holy Spirit came and descended upon Jesus. And so rather than the waters being parted, now the heavens are parted and we are our, our final destination, our exodus, will end when we enter heaven. Now it's interesting to note a few things. When the people came out of Egypt and were entering the promised land, there was the Jordan River, Uh, there was another crossing, and the priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and you can read this in Joshua, and as soon as the feet of the priests touched the water of the Jordan River, it began to divide, and they walked on dry land through the Jordan River, they paused in the middle with the Ark of the Covenant, and the people crossed over the Jordan River on dry land. And then once the ark came out of the Jordan River, the river returned to its normal flow. The Jordan River was also parted in another point of history. And that was when Elijah the prophet, before he was assumed into heaven, he also parted the Jordan River, crossed over it. And then the heavens opened and the chariot came and took Elijah away. And so the Jewish people have been waiting for the for the new exodus to happen, the return of uh, of, the, of the Messiah, and they believe that it would happen when Elijah returned. And Elijah departed there on the bank of the Jordan River, and it's there on the bank of the Jordan River that John the Baptist is doing his baptism. And he looks very much like Elijah. He's wearing camel hair. He's eating locusts and wild honey. And so he looks very much like Elijah. Elijah. And Jesus was even asked, is this Elijah? And Jesus said, for those who can accept it, John the Baptist is Elijah. And so it shows the ushering in of this age of the Messiah, the new exodus, in which all of us participate in through our baptism. And it's through our our baptism that we are then grafted onto the true vine. Jesus is the vine and we are the, the branches, uh, we are, are, are brought into the, the family of God. And it all starts with our baptism. And it, the church is very specific that when you are baptized, there's no mingling with the words. You have to use what we call the Trinitarian formula. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that begins a new relationship where you are now part of the mystical body of the church. You are the body of Christ. And so when we pray, we pray from within the body of Christ, not from without. So when we pray, we pray from within the body of Christ, not from without, which is why every sacrament has those words in it. When we started the Mass, we started in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. When the priest forgives in the confessional, he absolves you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. We pray from within Christ's body, not from without. When you marry your spouse and you place that ring on his or her finger, you say in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit and It's, in fact, part of our daily prayer, isn't it? We are constantly praying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we become uh, a mystical member of the body of Christ. And so this baptism is is central to us, and it unlocks for us uh, all the other sacraments. At the Jordan River, also uh, an important thing happened there. Uh, Elisha, he was the successor of Elijah, the prophet. Naaman... Uh, a a general from a foreign country came with leprosy seeking healing in Israel. And they sent him to Elisha and he said, go dip yourself in the Jordan River. How many times? Seven. How many sacraments are there? Seven. And so baptism unlocks for us all the sacraments. And we are washed clean, not of leprosy, something far greater. We're washed clean from our, our sins. And so this is all wrapped up in, in today's celebration, and we are called to remember that baptism is both a gift and a, and a grace. Uh, Gregory, St. Gregory of Nanzianza said that it is a gift because we bring nothing to it. Uh, you, you came to baptism, uh, so to speak, naked, as a little baby maybe, uh, but we didn't bring anything to it. And it's a grace because God gives it even to the guilty. Those among us who are guilty, God still offers us this relationship with us. He brings us into his own body, and he gives the grace of baptism even to the sinner. And so it's important to recognize that we cannot baptize ourselves. Um, You can't look in the mirror with a glass of water and pour it over your head and say, I baptize me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, it's always I baptize you. And so, it is a gift that is uh, conferred and and given, um, and it's received, Um, but it's not something that we do for ourselves. And so, uh, we owe a debt of gratitude for so many uh, women and men, saints, who have passed on the faith to us uh, over the years, and we should celebrate our baptism. How many of you celebrate your birthday? All of us, right? How many of you celebrate your baptism? Uh, maybe we didn't think about it. Uh, I was baptized five days after I was born. So uh, literally five days after I was born, uh, I was baptized, and it was my mom and dad who who brought me to be baptized. So here's something to think about. Who brought you to Jesus? Who brought you to the church or had you baptized or maybe sponsored you uh, uh, in your baptism? If it was your parents, maybe after Mass, call your mom or dad and say, Hey, I want to thank you for bringing me into the body of Christ. Thank you for baptizing me. And they'll probably say, Have you been drinking? Um, But it will make them uh, think about how more ways God might be calling them to pass on the faith to other people. Uh, When you were baptized, a candle was presented to you if you were a child it was given either to your godparent or your parents. And the candle was lit from the Easter candle and said, receive the light of Christ. May the flame of faith be found burning brightly in your heart when Jesus comes again. Remember the, uh, the parable that Jesus tells about the, the virgins with the lamp and some of them had plenty of oil and some of them they ran out of oil. Uh, we're called to keep the, the light of faith alive and it requires work for us to keep the faith alive in our hearts. But the tradition that springs from receiving that baptism candle is that whenever you celebrate your birthday you're supposed to put another candle on your cake to remind you of your baptismal light getting brighter and brighter uh, with the passing of time. And so many of you have Protestant uh, friends or even atheist friends who are putting candles on their birthday cake So you can say, you see that? You're Catholic and you don't even know it. (laughs) The truth is is that we are called to pass on our faith to others, to baptize them. And all of us have somebody to be grateful for passing the faith on to us. If it wasn't your parents, maybe you self-studied your way into the church. Well, maybe it was a, a book that you read. Maybe it was Scott Hahn or Patrick Madrid or Peter Kreft or, or uh, some other uh, person that you read their book, you can write them a note and say thank you for the witness that you brought me to the church. Um, ultimately, we can give thanks to Holy Mother Church because it's been the church's duty, sacred duty to baptize. And Jesus said, go therefore and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the, the Lord has given the sacred duty to the church to hand on the faith to others. And it's the church's duty to preserve the original teachings of the apostles. And so we trace the lineage of our bishops and our popes all the way back to the very first apostles. And so we have a a debt of, of gratitude that we owe to the church for preserving the scripture, the Bible, and passing the faith on to others. And this is my bridge now, or my tie-in, to this capital campaign that Bishop Olmsted has asked St. Thomas to be a part of. And so Bishop's duty as a bishop in our diocese is to make sure that we have everything as a church to continue to promote and bring the faith to future generations. And so um, I've talked about it in the past, a a number of different uh, ways that the the money that's generated will be spent. If you wanna see that again, there are brochures at each of the exits that you can see all the different things, but it's a lot of it is Catholic education and also formation for future priests, our, our seminarians. Uh, but the capital campaign also includes uh, our own parish that we're trying to uh, rebuild our, our school um, and that will affect many, many children uh, for the foreseeable uh, future. If you didn't know, this year St. Thomas the Apostle will be celebrating our 70th anniversary. So the parish St. Thomas has been here now for 70 years. End of this month, Bishop we will come and we will celebrate our 70th anniversary. Uh, when the parish was built, um, we have pictures of it, there was nothing here. There was alfalfa fields and I think some citrus. Uh, But it was nothing here. And so our grandparents uh, built this parish not knowing what the requirements or the needs for the future would be. Uh, Matter of fact, in some ways, they got it wrong. Um, Because we used to own the land north of us where you see that big apartment building. And our grandparents said, what do we need all that land for? Let's sell it. Um, And also the land west of us where there's another used to be albright that methodist church now it's an apartment complex that used to be our land and our our uh, uh, our predecessors decided that it was too much and that we didn't need that much of course now we're growing and we have grown and we have uh, future we have needs now and and for the future So over the 70 years that St. Thomas the Apostle has been here, uh, many events and historical things have uh, taken place, and I'm just going to kind of fly through our our history. So when this parish was built, I wasn't even a twinkle in my father's eye. I wasn't even born yet. So in the 1950s, the world was recovering from World War II. Uh, We had Presidents Truman and Eisenhower, we had the Korean War, the beginning of the space race with the launch of Sputnik. We had NASA being formed. It was the decade of Elvis Presley, James Brown, James Dean, and Marilyn Monroe. Then we passed into the 60s where we had the Cold War, the Vietnam War, uh, Kennedy was president, Martin Luther King and civil rights being pursued. We had the moon landing. We had the Beach Boys. Rolling Stones, and The Beatles. Then we passed into the 1970s, and finally I was born. (laughs) Who cares, right? (laughs) We had St. John Paul II, the birth of modern computing with PCs and video games, pocket calculators, and Walkmans. You remember Walkmans? We had VCRs and Betamax and the invention of the microwave, we could cook meals now in five minutes or less. We had Star Wars and Rocky and Jaws. Then we passed into the 80s. We had the end of the Cold War, the launch of the space shuttle Columbia, the fall of the Berlin Wall, IBM PCs and Commodore computers, the World Wide Web. Then we had in the 90s, the Gulf War, The dissolution of the Soviet Union, the European Union forms, cell phones came out, pagers and MP3 players. The International Space Station was built. Amazon came, eBay, Google, Yahoo. Then in the 2000s and on, we had September 11, the attack on our country. The Euro enters into as a currency. We had the Mars exploration of the rover mission smartphones and text messaging, and smartphone and the iPad. And so we can see over the years, St. Thomas the Apostle has been through all of that, and now we have the future to look forward to. We have a vibrant parish of 2,000 families, and I see ourselves as thriving yet struggling with space. So we're a thriving community, but we're struggling with with space. We are serving over 560 children in our school, and we have growing ministries. Um, Not many people know that we've had ministries where I've had to say we can't do this ministry because we don't have the space for them to meet. So I would like to uh, see eventually the the parish having uh, a proper parish center and plenty of, of spaces for ministries. Um, I see our our parish as a community of disciples where we're called to be entering into a relationship with Jesus, forming uh, our understanding of the Lord and then going out and being disciples using our gifts and talents for others. The campaign goal that we have for our parish is is 4 million and I have uh, so far gotten 60 donations to the campaign during the silent phase and out of those 60 families we have now 1.7 million already raised so we're just just got a little bit more than 2 million to go and that's where you come in uh, because i would like to invite you to consider uh, making a pledge to this campaign now it includes uh, bishop Olmsted's campaign as well as our campaign Um, I've given, um, personally, $100 a month for five years, so it's like a $6,000 donation. For those of you that are able to do that, I would challenge you to match myself. Uh, If that's too high, you can step down. Consider the 70-year anniversary um, and maybe make a donation of $70 a month for the 70 years of St. Thomas the Apostle. And if that's still too high, maybe $2 a day its like a cup of coffee, and if, if that were done, $2 a day, we would, more, we would exceed um, our goal. And so the important thing is that everybody does something, even if it's small, even if it's uh, a, a small gift. Uh, if, if you're sitting at the edge of the pew, if you could pass out one of these pledge cards, there's also some pens there. You don't have to turn this in today unless you're ready to do so. If you'd like to turn it in, you can drop it in the collection basket uh, you can bring this in the next couple of weeks. Also, drop it in the collection basket, or you can mail it into uh, the, the parish. I would like to uh, thank all of you, um, parishioners, for the many ways over the 70 years of St. Thomas the Apostle being here, the way that you have supported uh, the church and this community and our school. If I haven't uh, wished you a Happy New Year in the last uh, two weeks, I'd like to take the opportunity to wish all of you uh, a Happy New Year. Uh, remain seated for right now.
4: Dear Father Kunkel, these previously baptized candidates whom I now present to you are beginning their final period of preparation for the sacraments of Confirmation and Eucharist. They have found strength in God's grace and support in our community's prayers and example. Now they ask that they be recognized for the progress they have made in their spiritual formation and that they receive the assurance of our blessings and prayers as they go forth for recognition by Bishop Olmstead this afternoon.
2: Those who are to be recognized, please come forward together with your sponsors. Dear friends, these candidates, already one with us by reason of their baptism in Christ, have asked to complete their initiation and to be received into the full communion of the Catholic Church. Those who know them have judged them to be sincere in their desire. During the period of their catechetical formation, they have listened to the word of Christ and endeavored to follow His commands more perfectly. They have shared the company of their Christian brothers and sisters in this community and have joined us in prayer. And so I announce to all of you here that our community ratifies their desire to complete their initiation. Therefore, I ask their sponsors now to state their opinion once again so that all of you may hear it. Sponsors as God is your witness, do you consider these candidates ready to receive the sacraments of Confirmation and Eucharist. And now, dear friends, I address you. Your own sponsors and this community have spoken in your favor. The Church, in the name of Christ, accepts their testimony and sends you now to Bishop Olmsted, who will exhort you to live a deeper life in conformity to the life of Christ. Let us pray for these candidates. That these candidates may be freed from selfishness and learn to put others first, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That their godparents and sponsors may be living examples of the gospel, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That their teachers may always convey to them the beauty of God's word. We pray to the Lord. Lord, That these candidates may share with others the joy they have found in their friendship with Jesus. We pray to the Lord. Lord, That our community during the coming Lenten season may grow in charity and be constant in prayer. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Father of love and power, it is your will to establish everything in Christ and to draw us into his all-embracing love. Guide these candidates in the days and weeks ahead. Strengthen them in their vocation. Build them into the kingdom of your Son and seal them with the spirit of your promise. We ask this through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Go in peace and may the Lord remain with you always. Thanks be to God. All right, we send you out to Bishop Olmstead. With faith in God's love and mercy, we present our petitions. We pray for all who lead the church. May they be guided and strengthened by the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Lord. For peace and justice in our nation and across the world, especially in Iran, we pray to the Lord. For all who are in need of God's healing in mind, body, or spirit, may God graciously attend to their every need and fill them with His loving presence. We pray to the Lord, Lord hear our for our community. May the Lord fill each of us with love and truth and to guide us in the ways of wisdom. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our we pray for all who have died, marked with a sign of faith. May they come to share in the baptism promise of new life. We pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you these prayers and those prayers that remain in our hearts. We ask that you answer them in accordance with your holy will. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept, the sacrifice hands to the praise and glory of His
3: name for our good and good of all church.
2: Accept, O oh Lord, the offerings we have brought to honor the revealing of Your beloved Son, so that the oblation of Your faithful may be transformed into the sacrifice of him who willed in his compassion to wash away the sins of the world, who lives and reigns forever and ever.
1: Amen.
2: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
2: Lift up your hearts.
1: We lift them up to the Lord.
2: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is right and just.
2: It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the waters of the Jordan you revealed your signs and wonders, a new baptism so that through the voice that came down from heaven we might come to believe in your word dwelling among us. And by the spirits descending in the likeness of a dove, we might know that Christ, your servant, has been anointed with the oil of gladness and sent to bring the good news to the poor. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth. And before your majesty, without end, we acclaim. which will be given up for you. My Lord and my God. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and, giving you thanks, he said, Blessing the mystery of faith.
1: We proclaim your
2: death, O oh, Lord, and, and your profess your resurrection, resurrection until you come, come again. Therefore, O oh Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection, and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to a second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, St. Thomas the Apostle, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, Thomas Olmsted and Edward Navarre, our bishops, At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, Father who, who art in heaven, are in heaven, hallowed be thy name,
1: thy kingdom
0: And with your spirit, let
2: us offer each other the sign of peace.